0: morning everybody. My name is Tiffany Dubois Morales. I am the lovely creator and your host for Tiffany's Community Spotlight. For today we have the wonderful and amazing mm-hmm. Mink Lynn of Humble Bowls with us
1: today. So say
0: hi there everybody. Hi.
1: Hi everyone. Good, 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 good. good. I'm Mink with Humble Bowls. also with uh, Rava which is the uh, public benefit corporation that holds Humble Bowls.
0: Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so I know we you
1: haven't fully launched it yet. No, unfortunately. We've had a couple of hiccups. And it was more venue related. We wanted right. to have more than just a digital platform for the stories. So Humble Bowls is a documentary series. It's about hmm. stories of people. It stems from their story of food and I've been documenting people for about six years now and uh, I think the reason why we couldn't release any of those films was because we wanted to do it justice we wanted to have um, a better marketing team that can push the stories forward because I guess my fear was what if we made these stories and released them and nobody watched them no one heard them right yeah so (laughs) definitely
0: I mean for a lot of people it's sometimes scary to think about, okay, I'm going to be the first one doing something different and unique um, within my field or within my industry. So um, sometimes it's Mm -hmm. just kind of like that fear holds you back from actually pursuing what you want to do. So um, yeah, like this podcast is a new thing for me. Mm -hmm. This is only my, you know, second I guess my second official, like, interview with um, a speaker and everything else. And for me, though, it's more along the lines of I don't want to allow fear to dictate what topics I, like, bring up or broach, you know, fear of having people reject or you know disregard my ideas or my opinions and just you know allowing a chance for you know my voice as well as those that i have worked with collaborated with to you know shine through well
1: congratulations very exciting honored to be on your second episode then yeah yeah second full
0: episode um yeah it's been rather surreal but I like it you know um I guess another point would be to just you know remember that regardless of whether you are joining um my podcast for the first time, or if you're now like a very serious regular, that you know we all do things that we can each learn from, and you know not to be afraid, really.
1: Definitely, it's about a collaboration, right? Yeah, especially no, with absolutely. creators. Yeah, Definitely.
0: how did you um, like? I guess come up with the idea of doing humble bowls.
1: Well, it stemmed from a really dark place in my life, actually. My mother passed away, and I was going through a grieving process. And in that process, I ate this dish that reminded me of my mother, and I broke down in tears. And I say that that moment really brought me to my humble self, my core of myself, my story, basically. And I wanted to help other people's kind of... I guess, keep that story within and to, to let it out. I mean, I, I yeah. feel like food stems from a place where it's food is it's something that we need to do. We, we need to eat every day, right? right? We have to eat every day. So I feel like food is really in our genetics. What we crave for is mm-hmm. in our genes. And so for me, it was preserving that legacy, but also connecting mm-hmm. people through food was always a passion of mine. So what I decided mm-hmm. to do is interview people about their stories of food. It was a very basic principle of, I want to know about people's humble bowls. But what it ended up being was people were telling their deepest, darkest secrets, and their fears, and, and their dreams, and their aspirations, and dreams mm-hmm. that did not fulfill was a lot of the stories. A lot of stories came back mm-hmm. to a dream that wasn't fulfilled. Right? People were right. working and doing all these other things to make life happen. but at the end all no, they weren't pursuing their dreams yeah. or pursuing their their story I guess their passions yeah no definitely mm-hmm.
0: i um for a long time especially at least in my 20s i definitely was not fully pursuing like what i enjoyed doing mm-hmm. like on my mother's side of the family i'm greek you know you grow up um with your siblings and surrounded by lots of cousins and uncles and aunts and you know your grandparents and everything else and my grandmother she she started talking about like marriage and children and houses and everything like after I had turned like 11 and it's like yeah um I love you but I don't know if I want to get married and have children and you know be reliant on my husband to make the living and you know do all of the work and grow up In the same like vein of you know Mm -hmm. marry a nice greek boy have lots of children you know and um you know move to greece once you know you're retired and everything else i mean i i am going to be moving to greece but no children and no um you know just breadwinner of a husband and everything else. So um, I think, at least for a lot of people, it's just kind of a matter of figuring out what works for you and then just allowing yourself that freedom to pursue what you actually want. Like, I love to cook. My humble, my main humble bowl is a... huh is a birthday dinner that my mom had done for me when i was yeah 11. roasted leg of lamb fresh lemon potatoes lots of charred onions and a whole lot of garlic lot of garlic (laughs) you had it studded in the lamb you had it you know Uh, spritz uh, sprinkled across you know your roasting pan and you had more garlic and lemon juice and a little bit of egg um, for like a little sauce thing um, that you would put on top of like your potatoes and your onions and like the lamb and everything
1: else delicious you your, is your mother alive and well? Yeah. Yes? I yeah. think she'd be really happy to hear that that's your humble bowl dish. Yeah. Yeah. So is that a dish that you crave for at your hardest, most difficult times, would you say? Uh,
0: yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Although, at least nowadays, I've slightly tweaked yeah. the yeah. recipe. I um, add in, like, a fresh herb uh, mix with, like, dill and parsley and um. Depending on my mood, I might add in a little bit of mint or I might add cilantro as well. And then I'll, like, let the lamb marinate for at least 24 to 48 hours before I even think about roasting it in the oven. But, um, yeah.
1: Well, most of the people that have humble bowl stories that I've documented aren't actually foodies. A lot of them do not know the really? recipe of their humble bowl dish. They will say it was my grandmother's Puerto Rican chicken and rice, but oh. she's no longer with us. Even though I have a recipe of that chicken, I'm not. I don't really know how to recreate it. You know, right? So it's it's like little simple touches of ingredients yeah. that make dishes what they are sometimes, and I feel like that's what we lose sometimes when our parents or our grandparents mm-hmm. or people make us these dishes. Yeah. So, what we uh, what we found out was a lot of people were stuck in their stories. So yeah. they were in these stories where they were in some sort of a trauma, mm-hmm. and they didn't know how to move past that. And that's why yeah. our other company, or our company that holds Humble Bowls now, Reva, kind of started, where we're a group of coaches, and we help people tell stories. Messaging is a big part of it. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a collective. We have a collective of coaches now that help people brand themselves. Mm-hmm and their stories, and it all stemmed from a humble bowl story. That's
0: awesome. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's totally awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, do you, like,
1: still have, like, a lot of support from, like, your family? Um or, yeah, my mother yeah. was a single mother, I didn't have okay. very much, and so when I lost her, it was like my world was crumbling down, but I have a lot of support from friends, and I do have okay. extended family, like <laughs> uncles and aunts, hmm. but unfortunately, I don't, you know, I, I don't have that close of a relationship. I think the okay. hustle and bustle of life yeah. is they're, they're living their lives right now, you know, just the day-to-day struggles, and yeah. so I would say this support hmm. system that I have is a lot of friends, hmm. a lot of okay. coaches.
0: Well, that's good. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. everybody definitely needs a lot of support and, you know, having that foundation is always a good way to kind of help within any, like, situation that you have and then just kind of take the time to reflect and then, you know, either let go or, you know, hold it, you know, closer to you until, you know, it breaks you.
1: A big thing is, I, I always say this, that we all hold these bowls of what we care about. Yeah. And we're all just clashing against each other. And if we can figure out to help one another in that process, mm-hmm. that's what Reva is about. It's about the revolution within you that's going to cause a revolution with everyone else. And that's why Reva was born. The humble bowl story is just goes to the core of what you hold dear. And so... That's where my journey began as a filmmaker is documenting people's stories and what Mm -hmm. they hold dear and what their stories are and and helping them figure out what that means in the larger picture of things. And I can't do much of it. It's really other people doing it, right? Like the collective doing it together. Yeah, no, absolutely.
0: Are there um, like any... um Documentaries
1: or um, like any upcoming uh, releases <laughs> great or anything. Question. So I, up. we're looking for a venue that okay. can hold us. We want to have food at the at the in the space because right. the humble bowl stories is what's highlighted.
0: Right. We're highlighting
1: one main humble bowl story and then two others. Okay. Other states and other cities are involved too. So the people of these cities will bring their food dishes of their food stories, and then the documentary will be released in these smaller events. Okay. But I got a phone call from a filmmaker um, who produced a film in in Hollywood. I don't know the film, but it was just a text that was given to me just right before I got here. And they said, Mink, the producer wants to talk to you about Humble Bowls. Are you interested in talking to them? So that's that's kind of, I'm not pressured into releasing anything just yet, but right now the release date is November 11th, you know? So that's where the first story will, you know, and then we have all the, you know, digital stuff that we have to make before all of that. So that's where we are now. Well, that's good. Uh,
0: How many, like, what was, like, your estimated, like, guest count? Guest count? Yeah.
1: I think it could be as many as 200. Um, I have a list of almost 5,000 people that, of which, you know, about, 200 of them stories were being told wow. in the last six years. So wow. the guests of those, those interviews, you know. Wow. And then I've done some random things to get stories. So sometimes I'll go out and lift an Uber mm-hmm. to get my stories, and I meet the most randomest people that way. Yeah. Like this morning, I lifted for an hour and I met three new people for three new stories. Awesome. Mm. Um, and people, you know, I think the gift that I say I have is, is a connecting. Gift, I think you have the same gift. Like, yeah. I like to connect people.
0: Oh yeah, no, definitely. Right? <laughs> yeah. So um,
1: that's but, yeah. Well, that's that's definitely very yeah. good. All right. So we met yeah. someone from New York today who is uh, selling cheese right now on the streets of New York, but she nice. lives here in Philly because it's not well it's, livable here or livable there. She well, said. Yeah, yeah, New York is
0: pretty expensive, regardless yeah, of yeah. Um, industry. Definitely. Like, regar- like regardless, like. It's a great city to visit, mm-hmm. but I would never want to live, yeah. like, in the middle of all of that, although they also have a really good food culture. Yeah. And yesterday, yeah. I
1: met someone who has a gambling addict, the story of Puerto Rican chicken and rice, went right. to a story of addiction, of a gambling addiction that she has never told anyone. Wow. So the stories, yes, they stem from food, but the story at the end all is so unique because it doesn't end mm-hmm. in food you know it's about the revolution that's happening within themselves when they release that story so the podcast you're doing is incredible because I think you're going to be able to get a lot of people to
0: be able to tell
1: their story yeah I know
0: absolutely and like I still want to like reiterate to everybody that Um, You know, my podcast is—it's a nice welcome space. You know, there is no topic that I will not discuss. There is no banned—you know—opinions allowed here. You know, this is a really calm. At least I would like to think it would be a nice calming space where we get to clearly and concisely discuss whatever you want so um (laughs) yeah but god okay um new question what is your favorite place to go for
1: chinese food oh gosh with chinese food that's a hard one isn't it first chinese food i mean i think philly has a really good authentic chinese food scene i would say the americanized chinese isn't as great here because you know uh, living in some of the suburbs and stuff some of the suburbs have great Americanized Chinese food yeah but one of my favorites has to be spicy they do their hand cut noodles thin and thick and they make it in-house their broth is a little um they have you know the, the medium spicy extra spicy you know the whole range but mustard. they have this, these pickles, these mustard green pickles that they make in-house. Wow. And so the broth will come out. It's like a Sichuan chili spice. And it awesome. comes, you choose which noodle you want. When I go with Kim, we get, she gets one and I get one, and then we split it. But awesome. it's, the mustard greens is really what does it. So spicy nice. has to be one of my favorite places. They used to be cash-only. Um, and huh. I think at the pandemic, right after the pandemic, they changed that. But it used to be just uh-huh. a cash-only restaurant right wow. in Chinatown. Nice. And so, and dim sum, my new favorite dim sum place has to be Tom's Dim Sum. Oh. I love the ambience. It's yeah. I usually go to places with carts. Um, that's the usually normal Hong Kong style. Yeah. You know, uh, Everybody's Chinese.
0: Everybody's, you know, bringing them around, and you can have the yeah. option of stuff that are, free, you
1: know.
0: Steamed or pan-fried, yeah, all like, the whole nine yards, yeah, right? Egg yeah. custards and little sponge uh, cakes,
1: chicken feet, uh, you know, little yeah, fish. Yeah, But uh, Tom's yeah. dim sum is, I think, one of my favorite dim sum places that I go to yeah. quite frequently now. There's, um, yeah, there's a
0: little, there's like a, not, I'd say, kind of smallish um, Asian restaurants called. Um, M I or M A uh, M A right M A M A yeah Ime, yeah um that's really they good. They have their Mapo tofu was oh, yeah, like my absolute yeah. favorite thing. Um, we had like on there for dinner with um a couple of friends and. Oh, Szechuan, so, it was so yeah. good. Szechuan
1: style Chinese food, that is, yeah, yeah it's really good. It was, yeah, I did find a good Thai restaurant lately, which has always been a difficult one to find here in Philly. I think it's called Green Basil. I want to say. Oh, yeah, Green Basil. Yeah. We got, you know, we got delivery there from the other day, and nice. I was blown away from their green curry and oh. all the other dishes that I, got. I think we got duck. We got like yeah. seven different dishes, and all of them were executed perfectly.
0: That's awesome. Especially for
1: delivery. It's really oh, difficult yeah. usually I, to I get know. a good delivery restaurant. Yeah, so.
0: that's definitely very, very true. And then, um, yeah, like I'd say for BYOBs, especially when it comes to like sushi yeah. and everything else, there are two places in the city that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, oh, is um, Umai
1: Umai. Oh, my, my. Yes, I know yeah. the owner there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, he we're used friends. to be with uh, another sushi restaurant in town that's really popular, and then he yeah. went and opened yeah. umai umai. He was a sushi chef for another restaurant. So
0: yeah, it's was it's incredible. The, uh, was it Steve or was it Alex? Or was that
1: that Alex? Alex,
0: yeah. yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. Now where um, Eric and I were on a first name basis with yeah, um, yeah Steve and Alex. That's they're amazing. Both like the main. Um, sushi chefs and everything else it's um yeah they have a scallop uh carpaccio appetizer that is so good it's like, like it's spicy and it has like a really good balance of um just how thin they get the scallops cut it's so like awesome and then it's like has those little crunchy topping um frizzles and then like fresh herbs and it's, it's so so good and then they have a signature mm. roll called the ping pong mm-hmm. roll it's so good
1: <laughs> i feel we like you should start a po- get... you should start a podcast about food oh i kind of you know have uh, food kinda, at the table yeah
0: Uh, (laughs) oh yeah no I absolutely invite restaurants yeah no actually a friend of mine was just talking about you know me doing a podcast and featuring like a variety of different restaurants and talking about like their food and everything
1: else yeah like ooh, yeah kind of like check please the podcast podcast version yeah,
0: no, definitely. <laughs> Although I will say that Tiffany's community spotlights you can find on YouTube in addition to um Apple and Spotify and anywhere else that you stream your podcasts. So, um yeah. But yeah. Now, um ooh. Time's gained a little away. So I wanted to thank
1: you for Great, coming thank on you.
0: to my podcast today. Uh, once again, everybody, this is the lovely Mink Lynn of Humble Bulls, um, director, filmographer, <laughs> and, you know, overall fantastic foodie, fellow foodie out here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you.